Okay, let's go back to work. Um, good morning, everyone. I'm Dr. Louis Fouché, and I'm intensivist in Marseille. Um, I should speak in French normally, but I think maybe our French translator has COVID, so I'm going to try in English. And you may forgive my accent and my poor English if, uh, if I mess up. Um, so I work in Marseille, and I'm uh, speaking for myself, and also uh, um, I'm contributing to uh, the Independent Scientific Council. Uh, and uh, I uh, work on this uh, presentation with the Independent Scientists of Re for COVID, which is a group that we created, which is um, uh, free from any conflict of interest. And that's the case for myself. I have 57 euros notified on Transparence Santé, which is uh, the transparency database uh, registering the, the conflict of interest in France with the drug industry, vaccine industry. I don't have any struck option in any numeric uh, firm or um, assurantial or prudential uh, company. And uh, I speak under the law of the 4th of March in France, which uh, must, uh, which um, pushes, a, has to give a clear, loyal and uh, information grounded on clean science and on clinical experience and also common sense. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm sued in France for what I'm going to tell you. So uh, I just recall that law. Uh, it's important. It's also in the deontology code, medical code. So I'm going to deal with masks and lockdown again. Uh, you already told a little bit about that, but trying to uh, keep a cool temper over those uh, political decisions and what we call non-pharmaceutical intervention that have been done. It's my job to keep uh, calm when everything is going wrong, and so uh, we're going to try to do that. Uh, slide, please. And uh, we're going to try and, and weigh the benefit and the risk because any sanitary or medical decision should weigh the risk and the benefit and, and then take a decision under the uncertainty. And you're always under uncertainty, but you have to make a decision uh, bearing the consequences. And that's what we call consequential ethical. Uh, one of uh, the points to keep a clear mind is to have an historical context which is clear and to also avoid being blurred uh, and disorientated in space and time. So I just recall a few uh, uh, historical landmark and plots. Uh, in 2020 in France, uh, we identified in January this uh, novel coronavirus and then between March and May, uh, we had the first lockdown for 55 days and it was compulsory for us to fill in an auto-attestation to have the right to go out. You know, we were self uh, giving uh, ourselves an attestation to have the right to go out. Um, and uh, the masks uh, got mandated in public transportation in May 2020. And then in July 2020, the mask was mandated in enclosed spaces and public places uh, at the same time. And uh, during the time of the summer in August, the mask wearing was mandated in the streets of any city. Um, and then in September, the mask was mandated in worst place and also in schools. And um, then in November for children, uh, after five years old in any school, avoid being blurred uh, and disorientated in space and time. So I just recall a few uh, uh, historical landmark and plots. Uh, in 2020 in France, uh, we identified in January this uh, novel coronavirus. And then between March and May, 
uh, we had the first lockdown for 55 days and it was compulsory for us to fill in an auto-attestation to have the right to go out. You know, we were self uh, giving a, uh, ourselves an attestation to have the right to go out. Um, and uh, the mask uh, got mandated in public transportation in May 2020. And then in July 2020, the mask was mandated in enclosed spaces in public places uh, at the same time. And uh, during the time of the summer in August, the mask wearing was mandated in the streets of any city. Um, and then in September, the mask was mandated in workplace and also in schools. And um, then in November, for children uh, after five years old in any school. And we got a second lockdown for 45 days between uh, October and the end of October and December 2020. And then another lockdown in 2021 uh, between April and, uh, and May for one month. Slide, please. Uh, how can we make a decision of our, this, this point of the mask? We have uh, the institutional position that uh, we're um, up, uh, up to date before. And so um, before 2020, um, there was no doubt uh, for the WHO that the mask in general population was of no utility. You have uh, about 120 uh, different trials showing that there's no utility at all. And it was also questioned uh, in the uh, surgery room, you know, so if it's not sure if it's efficient in a surgery room, it's surely not in the street for a general population. So, um, next slide, please. Uh, you have another source of information. Uh, you have institution, you have the past science, but you have also what the, the firm and the manufacturer of the, of, of the pattern are saying. And all the manufacturers of masks and surgical masks noted on the boxes of the mask that is what's not providing any protection against coronavirus. So this is just a, a big point. If you don't follow what the manufacturers say, this kind of insanity. Uh, next slide, please. Um, there was a, an interesting uh, study uh, in the British Medical Journal in uh, 2002, um, secondarily to uh, a Red Cross work uh, in Guantanamo, showing that the prisoner treatment was bordering torture. And I, I give you a picture of those prisoners, they have masks. They have masks and they are insulated, they have sensorial privation. It became the normality in 2020 uh, for the COVID pandemia and the new normality for children in Thailand who were insulated in the school, just like you can see. And this, this psychological treatment has big sequela. We can see there in the Spanish translator that they're traumatized and they're still wearing a mask in 2023, which is no sense. Next slide, please. Um, Michael Ryan, who is uh, the team leader for uh, the containment of the epidemic, uh, stated that there was no evidence to suggest that the wearing of masks in the entire population was beneficial in any way. And he said that in March, in March 2020. Um, and in fact, he said, and I quote, there is some evidence to the contrary. And um, due to the improper wearing of the mask and you touching everywhere and giving the and transmitting the epitome and the contagion by the, the menu portage. Uh, in April 2020, there was no evidence neither that the use of the mask uh, by healthy people in public spaces, even generals, could prevent any respiratory virus, including the coronavirus. 
Today, the Maasar recommended um, uh, following a recent exposure to COVID-19 or for somebody who uh, was uh, who if you had contact with somebody suspected of COVID-19. And uh, still, when you go in the metro or in the train in France or in Belgium, you are recommended to wear a mask. Uh, we're going to see if there is science about that. Next slide, please. Um, the European CDC in February 2021 said a conclusion. There is uh, um, the evidence for uh, effectiveness of non-medical intervention and medical mask wearing by the general public is non-existent or very weak. The Norwegian Institute of Public Health uh, said at the same time that there's no evidence that medical and non-medical masks are effective in pre preventing transmission in the general population. Um, they compute and calculate how many persons should wear a mask to prevent from one infection. And they compute that they needed 200,000 people who would need to wear a mask to prevent one single new infection per week. The number to treat is just insane. Next slide, please. We have science about that, and there's a big uh, meta-analysis uh, made by the Cochrane Library, and uh, which is uh, usually cited by Jefferson and Alter. Uh, we've got interesting to the physical intervention to interrupt or reduce the spread of the re respiratory virus. And um, it first got interested into uh, the medical and surgical mask, and um, comparing to no mask. Mm -hmm. And about um, uh, 18 uh, randomized control trials have been pulled and said there was no no effect, no relative effect, so not, not significance. Uh, so there's no effect on, of surgical mask on preventing respiratory illness. Next slide, please. They got interested into comparing the N95 or FFP2 respirator, which has the, you know, the duck, uh, the duck mask that you can see. Uh, at this, they, they pulled, uh, 13 or 14, uh, RCT, randomized control trial, and no, uh, relative effect was shown on that. No difference between respirators and the other mask or no mask. Next slide, please. Uh, so they conclude that the mask would be a symbol for the society. Maybe you're protected and you think so, but the evidence says you may not be. Thank you. Next slide. Um, there was an interesting study called Denmask and that you may have heard about with uh, took place in Danish and uh, in, in Denmark and uh, it was a randomal controlled trial enrolling six thousand adults in two groups mask or no mask and the primary outcome would be the SARS-CoV-2 infection and in what months by a PCR or antibody testing or uh, an hospital diagnosis and the result was the there was 1.8 percent of uh, infection and 2.1 percent of infection between mask wearer and non-mask wearer so there was no statistical significant evidence that uh, mask wearing should prevent from SARS-CoV-2 infection uh, that's the the major um, impact in in science Thank you. Next slide. Thank you. Next slide. Um, I'm a side the, the, the opposite, you know, otherwise I would be taxed of cherry picking. And uh, there was a study made in uh, Bangladesh um, 
and which is usually cited by the governments and the media as a proof of the mask utility, and which show that uh, there would be a relative efficiency of a uh, 11% reduction between the the, um, the people who wear the mask and the, the people who don't on the COVID symptoms. That's the, the, the boxes you, saw, you, you can see on the left. And on the symptomatic seropositivity, uh, relative efficacy of 9%. Um, what is it? relative efficacy um, because this is kind of a, a trick a trap you miscount if you have two person infected over 100 and you got to one over 100 uh, in the other group you have 50 percent relative efficacy but absolute efficacy would be one person okay so what is the absolute efficacy in those groups the, the absolute efficacy is um, that you need 104 persons to spare one COVID symptom. Uh, and in the, the second um, main point, which is symptomatic seropositivity, you would need to mask uh, a 1,200 person to avoid one COVID seropositivity. So this is what concludes the science when it's on the opposite. Thank you. Next slide. There was a, a nearly experimental nested study uh, in a court in Catalonia, in Spain, because they, they did some uh, tests and PCR uh, in every single child uh, they, they, they found between 3 and 11 attending school. So this was nearly an a, um, experimental study, you know, and it was 600,000 um, 600, children that were tested like that. So that's the big court. And, um, between mask and non-mask, the attack rate of uh, of the of the infection was 4.3 percent and 4.9.6 percent. There was no difference, concluding concluding that the mask mandate in school was perfectly ineffective. Thank you. You can come to the next slide. So that's about the children because it was a big subject and it made a lot of us react when they masked the children. Uh, even our dear Anthony Fauci uh, concluded in, uh, like two weeks ago in, um, in the end of April that from a broad public health standpoint at the population level, level, masks work at the margin, maybe 10%. Even him says that. You can switch to next, uh, next slide, please. So... Um, there's also some risk, you know, um, and the risks are important. You have several studies um, trying to find if the capnid, meaning the CO2 in the blood, is increasing when you're under the mask, and, and it does, 7.4 percent in, in, in of increase in, uh, in two studies in medium. And so you, um, this has been reported by the WHO. Okay, I'm getting to the end. Thank you. Can you pass to next? You can, there are also graphene contaminated masks and the ANSES, which is our national agency for security of the, of the different medication, um, said that and uh, even a very single intratracheal installation in masks, it persists for 28 days and it goes in liver and spleen, meaning that it goes through the bloodstream. So it shouldn't be there, but it has been distributed to the healthcare workers, though so, uh, you can pass. Okay, you can pass, thank you, but we can find some fungi in the different mask when it's used, and so you can auto-contaminate yourself with that. This is about lockdown. I'm just going to tell you something that maybe interests you. Um, we use usually an epidemiologic model called SIR, um, meaning that you have susceptible people of infection, and then infected people, and then recover people. And we get two different um, uh, diffusion um, 
parameter called beta and gamma. And beta over gamma is called R0 that you heard about so many times. And beta is the diffusion rate, meaning the speed of diffusion of the infection. And we compared uh, the beta between different countries. We modelized that. You can go to the next one in Europe. And um, you can see that these are the, cu the, the curves of uh, the infection uh, for COVID mortality with uh, uh, our world in data. data. And uh, we, we fit that model over the, the, curve, the, the, the curve that we have. And it was perfectly fitting, you know? So the prediction, the mathematical prediction is perfect. And uh, we, we compare the beta between the different groups and the different countries. You can get to the, the other one. It was around 0 0.25. Uh, thank you. You can next, switch slide, please. It was 0 0.25 in nearly every country, except one, Sweden. Guess why? Guess why? Very homogenous. So the mathematics proves that the lockdown have increased the speed of virus diffusion by 50% compared to the Sweden. It was faster when you locked down. Three. We modelized that. You can go to the next one. And Europe. And um, you can see that these are the, cu the, the curves of uh, the infection uh, for COVID mortality with uh, uh, our world in data. data. And uh, we, we fit that model over the, the, curve, the, the, the curve that we have. And it was perfectly fitting, you know? So the prediction, the mathematical prediction is perfect. And uh, we, we compare the beta between the different groups and the different countries. You can get to the, the other one. It was around 0 0.25. Uh, thank you. You can next, switch slide, please. It was 0 0.25 in nearly every country, except one, Sweden. Guess what? Guess why? Very homogenous. So the mathematics proves that the lockdown have increased the speed of virus diffusion by 50% compared to the Sweden. It was faster when you locked down. We're getting to the end. Thank you. I'm concluding. Can you get to the end? Um, but there was a lot of uh, evidence for, for secondary effect of the lockdown also. It has been raised in a very good article by Ioannidis about mass formation into the population, the drift toward uh, inequalities and harsh inequalities socially, economically, and, and um, sanitarily speaking. So as a conclusion, in 2020, there was no evidence of benefits of mask wearing in general population. In 2023, that's the same. There's still no evidence of benefits after three years of mask mandates. And there is a significant risk for children in wearing this mask. The lockdowns is a failure in slowing the epidemic spread and the mathematics is showing it. The lockdown bear major risk for social and societal inequalities and mass formation risk. So finally, you can conclude and we make a consensus conference over that and say great A for everything. Lockdown must be avoided. Mask mandate in general population and children must be avoided. Thank you.